then even just reading about like the social gospel era of the early 1900s and and some of the histories that have been um, sort of wiped away and forgotten um, now. Um, that's that's where that's that's the lane that my faith has taken, and, I, and to the extent that I, um, and I've also politically been all over the spectrum, and um, you know, I started off like having very abysmal views about, um, you know, as a teenager, um, like I was just basically retweeting, um, <laughs> for lack of a better term, um. <laughs> like all of the, the spewing, all the hatred and vitriol and, and judgment and, and, and white supremacy and all that stuff that was uh, being just uh, spewed to me through the airwaves um, in the media and in large part, the, the types of education that are, that I was uh, getting receiving in these DVDs of these classes from, from um, a, um, a uh, very, a parochial school, parochial school in florida um garbage in garbage out to co-opt the terminology garbage in garbage out yes i am totally fine with uh, with co-opting that that's awesome um so yeah it it's been like religiously it's been quite a journey but i think that also parallels with my politics like i had these abysmal views and then i just sort of moved this um um like i had a, a moment in college where like i said i shane claiborne and i was like oh wow i like i'm against war and stuff and like homeless people are also human beings and you know just sort of this like um you know it's kind of exciting new energy and the f- parts of the faith that I had just sort of disregarded or explained away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that sort of faded and um, I sort of uh, had this general apathy towards uh, a belief system. And, and along with that, I sort of moved to an apathy about just people in general. And I developed sort of the mentality of uh, you do what you want, I do what I want, and we don't have politically. So, you know, um, and I had no concept of uh, history or culture as it pertained to colonialism or white supremacy or or any Mm -hmm. kind of history of the foundational history of racism. Um, So naturally, I was a libertarian. Um, right. American libertarian, like anarcho-capitalist. Anarcho-capitalist, libertarian. But it, it wasn't even that uh, great an understanding of the economic system. It's just we in America, in the like in in sort of popular, um, you know, with the with the Ron Paul revolution, there's this definition mm-hmm. of, of of libertarian that I mean, if you trace it back, goes back to like opposition to the new deal like the organized opposition to the new deal and the the tradition of uh of uh, capital in america that's pressed and squashed pretty successfully the uh socialist and communist and union movements of the 20s 30s um Mm -hmm. and so gradually we're just sort of moving um, some yeah, kind we had of, a, we had a communist party at at one point. Yeah, in time. we 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 had a vibrant like 
someone's grandma was a communist. Like that could be said, <laughs> you know, like, like a registered communist, a registered communist. And they weren't burnt at the stake like that. That's still somewhat. I mean, our, our, uh, everything sort of moved a little bit to the left in the last couple of years, but that's still something that would be pretty mind blowing for someone is to be an avowed communist. <laughs> um, but that was like, you know, just, that was the history of why we have social security and why we partly why we had a jobs program to help facilitate getting out of the great depression is because communists uh, were like president Roosevelt was negotiating between the communists who were wanting to end capitalism and had a growing compassion for that um, among the public, you know, the communists and the socialists want to change the system. And so, you know, he goes to the capitalist and he's like, hey, you, um, you guys are going to lose all your shit if you don't like um, here. Got to give me something, guys. Got to give me something. OK, Social Security, lots of taxes. OK. Um, all right. We got all these awesome. Th- and he goes to the communists. We got all these awesome things, but you're going to have to cool with this whole ending capitalism. Um, and I mean, it, it's just and then to get to the point now where um and McCarthyism was was a really sort of interesting um, insertion, and and the effects of McCarthyism bleed mm-hmm. into our discourse today. So, sure. um, so we 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 can't critically we can't critically think enough of our capitalist economy to develop the kinds of social democratic goods like universalized basic human needs that taking away from the profit mode of healthcare and education, um, food, housing, those types of things that other Western countries are finding all kinds of ways to do um, because of our unique history with empire and McCarthyism that's blended together with capital. We don't um, have we can't talk intelligently about critiquing our economic system, at least on a basic education. Like we have to go to alternative means and have some kind of motivation to do that. So that's, um, that's motivating for me in a way to, 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 to learn more about that and to understand that a bit better. And that's, that's been part of the energy behind me, not just sort of, Oh, you know, like I was somewhat like, I, I I grew out of my libertarianism. Um, like I felt the conviction of caring about other people, and I saw the the contradiction there. Um, and so, as I try to reconcile my faith, I can't really be this laissez-faire, no fucks given kind of uh, you know person. And uh, you know, and then 2016 happens. Um, you know, and, and the, uh, old cranky socialist Jew that nobody likes sort of changed our perspective, um, on what, what was, what we're able to talk about in the public discourse. And that sort of gave words to that. And then from there, um, you know, I had all the tools I needed to sort of refine, um, and tie together my faith, my politics, my practical everyday life and develop some kind of coherent worldview. 
And then I started podcasting and um, kicking some of those things out, um, oftentimes the day that I recorded it, um, just sort of as I was thinking, and uh, also tying in my profession as well of being a mental health counselor, working in that field. Um, so that's why I tend to um, pay attention to politics a lot. And another piece of that too was having a conversation with um, during the times of the Republican primary. And, um, you know, Donald Trump was looked at as this sort of, like, um, the sort of fringe thing and he wasn't supposed to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, he did. But when, it, when I started, um, like, what he did, well, another thing that he did was just inject the sort of energy that made people, especially family members, like want to talk to me about politics. And my, you know, I, I saw it as ridiculous and stupid, but then I, I got flustered and didn't really know what to say. And simultaneously, I was realizing that um, my belief system is sort of this vap- vapid nothingness that doesn't have any realistic solutions, <laughs> answers, or coherent thoughts um it was more of sort of a a party trick like oh actually uh no i'm not a democrat or republican i'm a libertarian so uh that's all i need to say you know you can be gay that's cool can uh smoke uh, weed that's cool um but man just like just leave me alone um i i was realizing that that wasn't it was embarrassing. Basically it was like a self moment of self introspection where I became embarrassed, um, of like where I was, um, and what I, what I understood about something that seemed to be, uh, actually pretty important. And so, yeah, now I'm, now I, I am a, um, a radical Christian socialist. And uh, yeah, I, I sort of ran out of steam there. No, no, you're sort good. Of I think a lot I think, of my life. <laughs> I think you had. I, I don't want you to be too down on yourself about not really having. Uh, I don't know what. See, I don't have the words to. It's ironic because I'm also trying to find words for for things that I'm feeling, and I feel like that's probably that your yeah. ideas just hadn't quite coalesced in in terms yeah. of your American libertarianism and whenever you kind of settled in that, I think when you're in that sort of like anarcho capitalist sort of libertarian headspace of just, we need to just leave people alone, let people do whatever they want. I think those are not bad ideas. I think the execution and the, the, the self-preservation above all else impulse that undercuts that the objectivism that comes in that plays a part in all that is, is the, the bad, the vile selfish shit. <laughs> right. Um, but also another thing to add to that too, was included in the, in the things that we, uh, don't want to touch are institutional, um, histories of oppression and, and racism and, and misogyny and patriarchy, mm-hmm. and white supremacy. Like, 
Um, a hot take with libertarians is whether or not the Civil Rights Act should exist. Yeah. Um, so like that's that's the that's where the rubber meets the road in terms of like mm-hmm. okay um are you a human being or aren't you <laughs> um or like should children be forced to work um should child labor laws exist should right um you know and it, it works its way up the ladder to things like uh should a minimum wage exist should you be able should someone be able to pay you two dollars an hour um to like to 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 profit off of all your labor day mm-hmm. like the, just like facing these logical conclusions is sort of been like I that was sort of an internal thing that happened um and now I that's how I when I have good faith discussions with people that come from that ideology that's sort of where I choose to go is okay mm-hmm. let's let's follow some of these um you know let's therapy would say let's play the tape through <laughs> you know let's sure. see let's 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 explore what the implications are because they are relevant. Um, you know, like if I have my way, if all of my um, policies happen, then um, like you're not going to have to like worry about starving and you're going to have health bankrupt. And if all your worst policies happen, um, or if all your, you know, like preferred policies happen, then like, it's just like, like there's absolutely no protection for people who aren't born into obscene wealth and a lot of human suffering along the way of like getting rid of like Medicaid or <laughs> getting rid mm-hmm. of um, like lowering um, like protections or consumer protections or those types of things. Um, like the middle stuff, um, along the way is like very bad. Um, and I think when you're so married to an ideology that you don't, aren't able to respond to the absurdity of it, um, Mm -hmm. or the contradictions or, or some of like inhumane, um, jacked up consequences of it, then you really need to question yourself. Yeah. Like, that's what I did. And I think I'm also, there's other circumstances that contributed to that, but it's sort of, it's how we look at libertarians. Yeah. Jetpacks are great and all, but no substitution (laughs) for roads. I mean, yeah, you, you and I like to dunk on libertarians from time to time. I, there's, I think there's like two stripes of, of what, People call libertarians uh, in the United States, which again is not the classical definition of the term, no, but it is what it means here. Socialism, really? Yeah, it's uh, libertarianism is closer to uh, which is libertarianism classically is more what I am, which is a libertarian socialist, or at least that's where our anarcho cynicalism, however you want to you want to sure, say yeah. it. I'm I'm an ancom, if they're ancaps. Yeah, uh, so, Noam Chomsky. Yeah, Chomsky's Chomsky is a good. He's not. He's not he, the he's best face necessarily, the, but he's realization. He's a, but he's the most accessible and the most popular. Right. He's the most accessible form of that. 
Right. Uh, that that'll that'll get you down that trail. <laughs> that right. lane. That that shows you the ballpark of 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 at least some of of the ideas that I wrestle with. Right. Um and I think there's two different types of American libertarians and that is those that are trending towards authoritarianism and and still kind of tolerating the state as it is and tolerating uh like the market is god and the market's going to fix everything and we mm. just have to trust the market. Right. And then there's those same people that are like hard and caps that aren't cognizant of that for whatever reason where they're against the state but they're also pro the market which i don't understand i i don't yeah. fucking understand at all yeah. um but do you get lots yeah. of interesting blends i mean we're we're sort of uh um exploring that a bit more just for sure um these days and like and so and my my belief systems haven't entirely coalesced either that's what i've kind of that's what i've identified as for probably the past just just south of 10 years now mm. but i'm still kind of working through that sometimes i'm 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 further left than that if that's possible um <laughs> yeah i mean like are, not so are, much some i i ask a lot of questions i don't know how like i'm an anarcho syndicalist and i'm still not 100 percent convinced that we could on a national level do like in our current geopolitical climate make that transition effectively yeah because I mean, of all these things that spiral out from outside of that yeah um i am ultimately um you know and i think it's bears true with sort of the history of my christian socialism of you know i'm i'm skeptical of our ability I'm skeptical of ultimately realizing some form of luxury space communism. Um, <laughs> like, which, the, which would be dope. Right, right, sure. But like, I, um, I am skeptical of seeing that in my lifetime, and I want to mm -hmm. use my energies in ways that um, can, um, you know, do a lot of good for a lot of people and get us sort of out of this. Uh, um, um, just um, stupid dependency on um, you know, so, tropes and dogmas and corporate profits, mm -hmm. and and um, and and be able to like live a bit more fulfilled lives, or at least to the point to where we can then have an, more intelligent conversations. Partly because our society is has access to more education, if want you know, if that's mm -hmm. um, what they want to do. Um, but so I, you know, I, I, uh, democratic social, uh, uh, actually social Democrat in the streets, uh, democratic socialist in the sheet. <laughs> that's a tweet <laughs> I saw. Um, but I, I, you know, I think that's like, I, I, I just like to, um, I like the idea of working with, um, what we can work with moving the discussion where it needs to be moved. And, um, and, you know, simultaneously like being pragmatic and strategic, um, you know, but having, having an active critique of, of capitalism, um, in a way that can be helpful, even if we're not able to like change the system to something that makes way more sense than 
an economic system that crashes every five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. But, um, but along the way, you know, sort of, um, being strategic about, okay, what, what does a vote mean? Is it an expression of your identity or is it like, are you, are you trying to, you know, like, are you, are you trying to reach a certain potential possible outcome? And, you know, what is the implication of a general election versus a primary election? Because I think those two are extremely different when it comes to strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just like electoral politics are also limited. Like you need to, um, like change doesn't just happen. Like people just deciding to vote change. Like there's movements and activism um, and pressure that, you know, getting out in the streets uh, like forces politicians who um, that's, you know, they sort of exist to be pushed on some level. Um, The more pressure that you can apply, you can get, you know, um, with some degree of success. I mean, they... Like uh, Richard Nixon was forced to make seatbelts and make the EPA like, but you know, Mm -hmm. that, that wasn't the kind of stuff he was into, (laughs) you know, Um, for sure. Like, uh, you know, so that was, that was pretty incredible or like, um, you know, Eisenhower saying that anyone who questions the new deal doesn't deserve to, you know, be in the political conversation. Um, stuff like that that's not just because like people start from a a place of wanting to make concessions that's pressure from activism which is again to what we talked about earlier um all those all those uh radical um of the olden days gave us movements that gave us social security and you know Mm -hmm. things that still amazingly exist today um um despite uh paul ryan's career despite our best efforts despite their best efforts right and i don't i don't expect to wake up tomorrow and to live in like a a a harmonious luxury gay space abolish the state and wake up yeah in a global like harmonious like geopolitical co-op where everything is just great and we we've moved past post like scarcity issues that already don't fucking exist but like right now my main focus is how do we shift the fucking Overton window back to at least fucking center, please yeah. just, just yeah. at least center. And then and to do the least amount of harm to right. the most people possible yeah. under the fucking shit show that capitalism is. Right. And I think that's, that's, we're heading into a, uh, what's going to be a bloody primary Democrat season. And, um, I think that's a good use of the primary is to, um, mm-hmm. sort of uh, see where the Overton window is, and and primaries in and of themselves don't, but I think they can. Um, and uh, so and it and it has sort of shifted, and I and that's um to the chagrin of many. That's why even if he doesn't uh sort of succeed ultimately, I want Bernie Sanders to run a strong campaign, um because. Um, from a background perspective, I feel like he um, still presents um, a um, an articulated 
um, critique of capital that's still up compared to the rest of the modern world, like to compared to like the like actual socialists in Europe and stuff like that, he would be pretty <laughs> closer to the middle, you know, he'd be a pretty moderate mm-hmm. guy, but yeah, he's like, a social Democrat. He's a social Democrat. Um, and I, I think some of the traditions of, of his activism, he, you know, associated like throughout his life with, uh, um, you know, crowds that openly questioned like, uh, the viability of capitalism and that we haven't had anyone that sort of touched that world entering the political, like this, a serious political conversation for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like even just, you know, to me, ultimately like the dialogue that comes out of that, um, is something that I think is, is a net positive and it and it functions in such a way that even like Hillary Clinton who swore off fifteen dollar minimum wage signed on you know like uh during the uh the general election sure last time and so it I should, think it, it I should think be closer to thirty now but whatever it's cool it, 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 let's yeah we're we're really just sort of begging for scraps when it comes to that. I mean, yeah. if you believe in the existence of a minimum wage at all, but you don't, should be adjusted for inflation and actual like cost of living, then I don't know what 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 you honestly believe in. <laughs> but um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, like I think I see primaries as a negotiation, like basically um, on some level, and we need. Like I, I personally want concessions from centrist candidates, um, uh, beyond timid support for Medicare for all when it doesn't have as much consequence to their political career. Um, which I mean, the, even the fact that that exists is so different than the rest of my life. And I just think that there, these are dire times and, and like any material good that society is going to be like provide is going to be an all out, you know, like a PR and influence war. Um, so, you know, it's going to be messy even for just the basics. I think um, like, um, and we've, we've sort of uh, talked a little about Elizabeth Warren and, mm-hmm. um, and then there's, there's people that, you know, like uh, I guess there exists some form of beef between people in Bernie camps and camps, which makes very little sense to me personally, but um, there are real differences between um, like, um, you know, uh, let's just say obviously like Joe Biden or even like Mm -hmm. a little bit, tiny bit further left, Cory Booker, um, comparing Cory Booker to Bernie Sanders or Cory Booker to Elizabeth Warren. Um, And but when you get to like, I think that the real difference between those two is um, sort of the, like just their life stories, their backgrounds, um, like they come from different places, but arrive at basically a lot of the same policies. Although I think foreign policy, they differ, but, um, but, I, and I think that's great. And like, I even think that, you know, I wish there would be like, especially when, it, if it gets to a general and like, she's got some momentum mm-hmm. um, working together um, would be, you know, absolutely 
killer. That would be nice. I think, uh, like, I appreciate that Bernie has gotten a lot of people on board with leftist politics that otherwise wouldn't have been exposed to some leftist ideas, even though I I have a weird tension calling him a leftist. Um, but tell me, tell me a little bit more about like the tension you have with him, like considering him a left. So my, my thing with Sanders is that I don't think, I think that Warren is the most, the best positioned, even though she's technically to the right of him on some issues. I think she's the most well-positioned candidate and so coming I guess, into 2020 so far of the people who have said that they're running. I guess um, my so, issue with so Sanders is like, what do you mean by well-positioned? Uh, I think that she has, I, I think that she can garner uh, a groundswell. Sanders was able to in the primaries and she can help shift that narrative, even though she is again, a, a social Democrat. And I think that she also has establishment support from the inside that will help position her going into the general. That and, part I, I agree with. She can, I think she can, she, I think she is more capable of bridging that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sort of wondering, I've been having a, 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 an internal dialogue about how much of a gap do we want to bridge in the first place? Mm-hmm. I think um, what we've learned in the last few years is that people are going to shift left or left and and unfortunately further right the more that capitalism collapses and on itself. Mm-hmm. And I think that she is in the best position to facilitate a further shift left. Because again, she's a little right to Sanders on some things, but I think she can but I think the way that she doesn't probably a lot of a lot of socialists are going to get upset with me for saying this. She doesn't harp on like white working class people the way that Sanders does. Sanders positioned his entire campaign around white working class people. And it was intersectional to a degree. Absolutely. But, and I, I do right. think that he right. hemorrhaged a lot of those voters Trump after the primaries went away. So because I, I, they're going to do the most, the thing that most benefits what they feel would benefit a white working class person and not necessarily mm-hmm. focus on those intersectional issues. I think Bernie did. I don't think he touched on them enough. I don't think he made them a big part of his campaign. Right. Or a big so enough I think, part. But I think, I think correct. Yeah. I think it's correct to say that he wasn't um like there like among the the several areas of weakness that I, I never am able to actually get around to in like a good faith discussion about like actual critiques I have of my preferred candidate, um, mm-hmm. which 2016 did not facilitate at all. But I think it's correct to say that he, um, he did not, um, speak to, um, like, um, like a broader concept of inclusion and, um, and, uh, engagement with people of color with with african americans and and with um just general issues of uh of uh like systemic racism sort of the history of, of supremacy he he did sort of a um like he his weakness in that area was just not sort of verbalizing i mean but his thing was um like his thing wasn't to give a um a Beto O'Rourke's uh, speech about police brutality. It was just to like, here's my policies and I'm going to state my policies over and over. Again. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was just sort of his like um, charm slash what, what, you know, was uncharming for a lot of people. It's just like, 
okay, well, I'm just going to say these policies and I'm, I'm, I'm not really, uh, um, suave in my, in my politicking in, in that sort of, uh, way, but, um, but sticking to the actual, just stay, saying policies over and over again. Um, what I am still sort of skeptical about and what I haven't really seen specifically tied to Sanders messaging is an actual, emph- like a part where he actually emphasizes specifically the white working class. Like I know there was, there'd been a lot, there was a lot of articles that came out that claimed that, but I had never actually mm-hmm. heard that from his speeches. Well, um, like, or even like, his policies. Mm-hmm. No, I I think I hesitate to say like things like high tide lifts all boats because I don't I don't believe that adage. But I think that's kind of where a lot of his messaging came from. And it, was, uh, it yeah. felt very if if I can borrow leftist terminology, it felt very um uh class reductive. Those very class reductionist class and it wasn't intersectional enough. And because we're a majority white nation, that's how that messaging comes across. Because when you don't go out of your way to say my black friend, people assume the default is white. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. because we are a major, well, I mean, we have shifting demographics and we'll be a majority minority nation, whatever the fuck that, whatever means. the fuck that Soon. means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be, a ma- again, that's a, that's a sort of like weird. Yeah. Supremacy that, kind that, of thing. Sort of they must be the minority cause they're not me. Right. Um, that's culturally normative language that we just sort of. Right. And because help. that's, that's the norm. Um, because you don't go out of your way to speak specifically to that base because you don't specifically go out of your way in, at least enough. I know he's touched on it at times, but and when it, right. it suited his campaign to do so. But I don't think he spent enough time talking about the things that that disproportionately affect people of color more or that affect, you know, the gay or the trans community or mm-hmm. any I mean, other range of issues that right. I don't think he touched on the way that he should have and could have, especially in our narrative. I don't think that he disavowed things like white nationalism enough, especially in that whenever Trump was on the other side of things, I don't think well, I think it, he I made think enough it, pointed critiques. I think if he had gotten things. to a, a general election that um, disavowing white nationalism would have been more relevant, but contrasting his, his version of America with Hillary Clinton's um, mm-hmm. I, white nationalism, although you could argue that it still should come up, but in the, in the, in the, sort of the the playing field the political playing field that we're at in a democratic primary that's not really the focus the focus is on mm-hmm. want to have you know um medicare for all or we don't do we want to tweak obamacare and see if that works like that's sort of the the messaging and i, I think it's absolutely correct that like a, like a lack of intersectionality in that conversation um is um, a mistake to have in a campaign is to, is a mistake to lack in a campaign. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't think, you know, I, I just, so personally, I just hesitate drawing from that, that his personal focus was white working class. I don't really see, um, like emphasis on him pursuing, like, I don't think if you like asked him, I think it's one thing for if someone pursues specifically like, I want to make America great again. I want white people mm-hmm. to, you know, to 
make strides. Um, I want white people's lives to be easier. I think it's totally separate from that to, and to, um, to say, Hey man, like, yeah, Medicare for all would absolutely do some great, um, like generational, um, redistribution of wealth into, um, like historically marginalized groups and historically, uh, groups that have been placed in a position of poverty, including, you know, all like, um, ethnic and, and cultural and, and religious minorities and, and whatever, whatever distinction you can draw. Like, I think it's, I think it's, uh, unequivocally, you can say that, um, that uh, a Medicare for all would bring more justice to a, a lot of people. It wouldn't specifically address um, other areas of, of, uh, of uh, systemic racism, like specifically, but um, in, the, in the challenging of capital, it has, I mean, it brings good, universal good to all kinds of groups. Um, so I think it's a different, I think it's a different thing to say, um, Hey, you're, you only want white people to do well versus, Hey, you can be better about messaging, um, you know, and, and, and rallying people around a more inclusive view of, uh, you know, and a, and a better understanding of how white supremacy and the patriarchy affect our society. I think that's a valid critique, but that's significantly less damning than saying um, you like have this uh, insidious goal in, of uh, of uh, promoting um, you know white supremacy. Like I th- I think th- I think there's a distinction there that's that gets sort of lost in the weeds here with that, um, and that's that's where I I have a hard time sort of again pointing to anything and saying like other than like areas that like he can improve on messaging and 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 awareness and and inclusion and those types of things um i don't think that um that you you can accuse him quite of the same things hearing i think i just um i think you can have valid critiques without that mm-hmm. i don't and i'm not doing that i want to make that clear that I'm not, I'm not saying that was his intent. Like that he was, I'm just saying that because of the way his message yeah. formatted, that was, that was the net takeaway to the base. And, and you talked about pr- in primary saying, man, I really don't want to just turn this whole thing, this whole podcast right. into this discussion. <laughs> it could. It but could. like you talked about his, and so we'll wrap this up soon because I'm sure our listeners are tired of us talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. a candidate that, that, right didn't win a primary in 2016 and we're, we're talking about them in, in 2019, hoping that they'll run again in 2020 two, two or of the maybe 30, we don't think they two will. Two of the 30 candidates. Right. Yeah. Fucking a billion mm-hmm. people running. It looks like the goddamn Republicans last time. Uh, right. And we That's saw that. how well that went. Yeah. So anyway, well, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but my, but just, one thing that you mentioned was that it was the primaries. It wasn't really the focus. And with Sanders in particular, I would, I don't think that's entirely fair because yes, he was on there talking to other Democratic candidates and he was trying to primary them. So he gets the general nomination and then he goes on to face what would have been Trump or Cruz at the time in the general. But he also was not just targeting Democrats. He was targeting independents and he was targeting people that aren't 
actively engaged in the system. And By he, you mean he who was targeting that Sanders was targeting people that aren't otherwise affiliated strictly with the Democratic Party, like, like targeting was, as in trying to bring them in, or correct? Okay, not targeting maliciously, but like just as uh, yeah, I was just, I was just trying to understand yeah. the use of the term. Yeah, sure. Um, and a lot of those people are I like. How do I put this? So is it a concern? Is it sort of a concern about like um, catering to racists, basically? I don't think catering. It's just not being mindful in your in your messaging necessarily and the ramifications there. Um, like, well, I guess I'm not sure like what that looks like. Like uh, an economic message can mm-hmm. broadly appeal to everyone who has to earn an income to survive or has health problems to, you know, mm-hmm. that has need to pay for that, that appeal, you know, that's relevant to, um, to like, um, to people from all backgrounds, um, including, you know, people who have absolutely deplorable, um, you know, mindsets and understandings and internalizations of, uh, right. racism and, 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 and patriarchy. And, and those types of things. And I think that's my point is that those people are naturally going to do what they see as being the most self-preservatory thing that they could do come the general. Sure. And but I think that's, that's going to be a, like, that's going to be a problem. Like, and, and I see, I, I see sort of where you're saying that, like uh, at least sort of what Warren might represent um, might be a way to sort of, counter that um like if she carries the same economic message but sort of represents you know does not at least visually represent um you know sort of the the standard you know white well i think she's been for sure and i think she's been she's she's put out more legislation than sanders has that has gotten through been more vocal about certain things long before Sanders was really in everybody's public consciousness. Not that he hasn't served forever, but he wasn't. Well, you're hasn't I been mean, in the public consciousness for as long. I just I think will, in I mean, general, I, I will she's say more, there's, there's videos. Well, she was a Republican until mm-hmm. like fairly recently, like in the nineties, eighties, nineties, something like in, that. In, in the realm of 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 uh, like relatively speaking, recently, but sure. Um, but Sanders, Just you know, you can see C-SPAN, right. You can see C-SPAN clips and they're all out there of him, like saying the same shit, like with the same intonation and the same, like, sure. um, uh, you know, like the same sort of, uh, not the best articulated, but still, um, mm-hmm. pounding these same economic issues, um, you know, well back into the eighties and, you know, even stuff about like, he was correct on gay rights when um you know when at the time it was like don't ask don't tell was the democratic policy so i think i don't sure. i don't i don't know if it like i don't know if that holds necessarily that he hasn't been um sort of um like and i i guess i don't really know i don't really know what what you're um um stating with that but just what i what i hear a lot with sanders that he um like uh i guess i i'm not sure if i hear this a lot but like he hasn't 
um, to me, anything that like he hasn't been right on messaging for a lot of issues for a long time, I don't think is 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 correct. And a lot of his activism, you know, even from the early years of his life, have been focused on, um, you know, even like within the civil rights movement is 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 brought up a lot. Now you can't just take that and run with it the rest of your life, but I don't, you know, um, necessarily think that he has, but. Uh, <sighs> There's no perfect like candidate, obviously, and 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 sure, and um, Sanders isn't perfect. Warren isn't perfect. Um, my God, Joe sure. Biden's imperfections are <laughs> might be a little too much yeah, for him to Biden. survive. Think, he might. I yeah, I think he might get me tooed out of out of the race, but um, with it, it like Anita Hill stuff and and sort of like the sort of awkward videos that he has of like. Uh, I don't know. He's just he I guess like, we'll see. There's there's too many I I don't know, but there's there's a nice wide range that's a lot more diverse I think on a lot of issues. Um than we've seen in in primaries for several elections. Um and so I th- I'm I'm excited to sort of see how some of it plays out and I want a diversity of voices. I mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the the debates where you know, like from Booker to Sanders to Warren to Kamala Harris to uh, probably both of our least favorite Tulsi Gabbard, but like mm-hmm. um, to all of these like representing um, a lot more of the spectrum than I think we've even been given the the chance to analyze a lot before so i don't know what the outcome of, is going to be but i want a robust conversation and and i'm looking to it and i i think that when you get to the general sure you can you can diss on trump or whatever but if you make that a central point of your campaign i once yeah, i think he wins re-election but um but i i don't know i don't know if he if he can at this point you know, if um, if if I have if I have confidence in anyone to screw this up, it's the Democratic parties. Sure. Um, you know, but that's what like I think of the Saint Augustine quote: "The church is a whore, but she's also my mother." Um, that's that's. Um, I'm not quite as closely tied with Democrats, but that's how I feel. Democrats, I think. Uh, but but yeah, to wrap this all up, I think that both of us are going to be at least less not entirely uh covered in our own vomit as long as as gabbard or biden don't make it to the general i think we're gonna we'll be able to swallow swallow the vomit and and pull the trigger oh my Uh, gosh yeah so yeah um and and for the listener i'm like don't want to come off as like a hunt like super anti-bernie because uh, he was my guy in 2016 through the primaries and then i went in the general and i i I pulled the lever as it were for Clinton because I yeah. didn't want fascist, you know, right. sweet potato running our, our government. And here we right. are. Right. Um, and I, and, so, yeah. and I think one, one other, one other, um, 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 if I may stand one more time, I think that, I think that the numbers look out that the majority of people who voted for Bernie in the primary wound up, you know, like overwhelming majority. So I mean, uh, it's just I I don't know the metrics on that. I would hope that that's the case, 
I know that's not the loudest voice online, that's, but oh no, the loudest voice online I think is like uh, is Tulsi. I think I think the newest loudest voice online is Tulsi Bros. That's my new thing. Um, yeah, it's and, uh, uh, it's it's gross. And maybe like uh, MAGA. Yeah, I think MAGA is like the loudest voice online, and then just a mixture <laughs> of all the worst manifestations. Of what we are capable of in our anonymity um yeah yeah but um so all that all that aside i think that um i think you have i think it's completely like i i'm not here to say like if you don't agree with me that sanders is the candidate then like you know we can't talk or we can't have a conversation or that i'm necessarily right i don't know that i'm right but i Clear. have Right, I a personal cloud of doubt hangs over me twenty four seven. Yeah, but that's just that's just the that's just the life I live. <laughs> that's just the natural. That's my state of being. Right, like that's 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 home for me. Is I don't know what the fuck is going on, and I hope things are going to be okay. Right, exactly, exactly. There's just a lot of beef that I I I try to to mi- let miss me, but. Um, Occasionally, I think I, I just, there's like a few things that I feel like are misrepresented um, that, that irk me. And, and so, um, so I, I spend probably more time than I should, like, um, you know, address or paying attention to that. But um, yeah, I, I'm, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, I say this on my podcast a lot. What are your values? What, what, like, can you define what's most important to you? And can you formulate, like, can you, uh, through the process of like practical application of praxis, can you take your ideals, your values, and what's available to you? And, um, you know, without losing sight of, of what drives you, how can you sort of, um, synthesize all of that and, um, maybe do the most good or move in the best direction and I think there's you know a lot of ways that people are capable of doing that and I'm um, you know I'm, I think that's uh, I I think that's an, an admirable trait when that's successfully accomplished I also secretly want to let Russia, you know, just subvert our democracy. 